Hello, bestie. It's Jean, your bestie on this podcast. Welcome to Cap on Record. Grab yourself a cup of tea and let's have a heart to heart about your mental health. Today, I want to introduce a very inspiring person, Ashwin. Hi, Ashwin. Hello. It's a bit strange being called inspiring, like as a description, but okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, I'm a year two social work student. I am the director of the 10th Social Innovation Wing here in CAPT. Um, AKA my boss. I'm not your boss. <laughs> we, we do not have a hierarchy here in, in SI. You know, we believe not in leading from the top, but leading from the front. Nice, right? Got a good ring to it, right? <laughs> uh, How did you feel taking on the role of SI director? So I was in the ninth SI as well. And I think the reason I joined in the first place was because there was a recognition that SI is a space with a ridiculous amount of potential. Yeah, in SI has the this SI provides the kind of space and the freedom to pursue what you are passionate about, what you care about. And you know, I, I dare say you you can't find that anywhere else in Captain I, I don't really know any other places in NUS that you can find a space like this. And maybe I, maybe to like justify that, I think it's not just so much about the, the space and the freedom to pursue what you want or what you're passionate about, but the resources, the, the belief you know, of, the, of, of the fellows. Shout out to Dr. K and Dr. Misty. Y'all have been fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the belief of the fellows in, 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 in supporting youths who believe in a cause and who, are, and who are going beyond themselves to try and, and achieve things that many people probably wouldn't encourage them to simply out of pragmatism, sim- simply because of fear of failure. Yeah. SI, um, SI is really the space um, that allows you to fail and helps you realize how important failure is actually in the process of achieving what you really want to achieve. To be very honest, I can feel your sincerity when you talk about SI and when you say that this is a space where you can fail, this is a space where you can um, grow, I cannot help but feel very grateful for the people that are in the room right now actually. Yong Singh, Aaron and Linus, um, they are the ones that are making this possible, this is our dream and I'm so happy that you get to listen on this podcast and for Ashwin to be supporting um, us as well as Sherman and Valerie and Tingwei. <laughs> this is just, a, just a, shout a shout out. out this like is a shout out of SI. Of yeah. SI. Yes, yeah. I cannot believe that um, I get to have this opportunity to work with such wonderful people that have such a big heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I snorted because like I, it's, I'm getting emotional. Like, come on, you can't say stuff like this. It's like it, it, it's it's too late for this. You can't be saying that. <laughs> Uh, if, if you are thinking of joining SI, please, how has this journey of SI shaped you? So I guess for those who are listening who don't really know, the way that the 10th SI decided to do our term was quite radically different from what was being done before. What happened was, at the beginning of our term, we decided that we are going to allow our committee to actually pursue whatever they wanted but that doesn't mean you know all 20 people on our committee are pursuing you know individual things about letting them you know c- 
come together, realize, hey, you know, where where the shared interests, where the shared passions, and then choose a shared passion project within their small groups and go from there. So I think revamping the SI program was was that was a bold step because when you begin from scratch, I, I think this is this really like it's quite self-explanatory. Like, building from scratch. All the work that you have to do, it's, it, it can be mind-boggling. It's so tiring. And it's, it's so funny because I've been doing leadership stuff since secondary school. I, I, I was from SJI. Shout out to the best secondary school in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was from SJI and they gave me every opportunity to, to become you know, a better person. And they are largely the reason I am who I am today. They, 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 they allowed me to grow, but... I, something I only realized when I was in CAB is just how important it is that the people who you are you know, running alongside like this marathon with, it really has been a marathon, are people who don't just you know share the same vision, but people who genuinely care about realizing something together. Valerie Sherman and Tingwei um, are easily the best people I could have ever have hoped to work with. Yeah, the way that we take care of each other, the way that they took care of me, they helped me realize again, actually, success, while important, doesn't mean anything if you're not doing it with people who believe in the success the same way that you do. I mean, at the end of the day, if you, if you could put together a team of superstars who could, who could get anything done, but, like, they don't, but you know, for them it's just work. They don't share that heart for what you're doing. It's not going to feel that great afterwards, you know. And I have been there. I have been in situations where, you know, I have been with, with, with people who are absolute superstars, like super talented at what they do. But there's no shared heart. Yeah, this whole experience in SI, I mean, there's so many things I can talk about, but it just reminded me about how the intangible side of, of, of running projects, of working towards success, you know, the intangible side of, of it when, when it comes to, to spirit, heart, how important these things are. You talked about having intangible qualities other than, you know, um, leadership. It's very easy to, um, to find leaders, but leaders with a heart, that's, that's really difficult to have people that are running alongside you that have the same passion as you. How do you keep that passion going when things get tough? I think the fact of the matter is, and maybe people will disagree with me on this, passion, passion dies. Passion, passion burns out at some point. And that's not to say that it completely disappears. You know, maybe, okay, maybe saying passion dies is very strong. I apologize to whoever I just scarred. I didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> but passion does you know, fade to a certain extent. Because, I mean, how can you be hyped up about something for, for, for a super extended duration of time? Eventually, there comes a point where you feel tired, you might want to tap out. Actually, as surprising as it may be, um, while, while I do think passion is something that's extremely important, what I like to think about is how you get to make the decision. At every opportunity, at, 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 every, at, every, at every turn actually, and every day, you get to make the opportunity, do I, wanna, do I wanna keep doing this over and over again? And maybe sometimes you feel more obligated doing that than other times. I mean. I can't suddenly one day be like, you know what, today I don't feel like being SI director. I'm going to go and play football. I can't do that. Um, and that's because I'm obligated to y'all. But at the same time, 
I think that simply recognizing that a certain venture is a good one, a certain venture is one which will be good for not just yourself but for you know, so many people around you that there are people invested in. I think I think that creates the opportunity to choose over and over again to do to do to do that thing lah. As I say all this, I, I, it's actually not true that my, my passion for SI has faded. Not yet. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know when it will. But I mean, I think it's just the reality of us, you know. We, we do so many things all the time, you know. So much work. And on top of that, we have to socialize and we have to do you know, things that we do. I guess we don't expect to have to do within our weeks as well. Having, having another commitment on top of all that can sometimes be very tiring for people. And yeah, passion, passion will fade, but eventually that decision to choose it over and over again, that's the most important thing. Lah. Choose to show up. This is something that I'd always tell myself if, you know, if I am feeling a slump and I feel like I don't want to do this anymore, I, I want to tap out like what you said. I think oftentimes I don't give myself cred- like enough credit for just showing up. Mm, yeah. You know, you might not be always interested in the work that you do, but showing up that's that's also interest as well. Yeah. No, I mean for sure la. I th- I think that I think that that people underrate you know what showing up over and over again means because I mean w- in what way shape or form are we are we bound to things you know that is an important question you know certain things we are bound by you know contracts or laws but there the other things I think especially within the cap context you could choose to tap out of something at a moment I mean you could lie to get out of it you could you could simply just say I don't want to do this what, what, what are people going to do they're going to force you and maybe it's not something that people think about enough but I do think that more recognition should be given for the fact that even when the going gets tough a lot of people still choose to show up over and over and over again yeah and more than anything I think we need to give ourselves credit for that because how, how tough does it get right how tough does, it, does, does doing uni get and yet we choose to show up for the things that we have committed to over and over and over again. I do definitely agree with what you've said about showing up consistently. A part of me feels that, you know, it's very tough every single day to go from school to cap commitments to SI to work commitments and, you know, volunteering. But I guess the reason why I haven't tapped out is because I do enjoy the how it makes me feel, you know, things that, like this podcast, the reason why we're all here to record it is because of this feeling of purpose that it gives me. Why am I still doing this course that gives me stress every day? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my CS friends. But um, it's because, you know, some, uh, some part of me likes it. It makes me feel alive. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to reverse interview you, but I mean, the fact that the matter is, I mean, even even setting up this podcast, I mean, I, I've seen the behind the scenes of it. Lah. I know how much work all of y'all putting into it. I'm sure at a certain point, there, there was that question, why on earth am I doing this, right? I mean, it's inevitable with the amount of work that it takes to, to get something, like a venture like this out. It will come. Lah. And even then, the, de- the decision to show up, to choose, you know, to do it over and over and over again. That's what that's what really counts, lah. Yeah, and that's something that you should be proud of, and the rest of y'all should be proud of as well. 
<laughs> you know, I started um, this podcast by introducing you as somebody that has inspired me in kept. I'm I'm very sincere when I say that um, you genuinely inspire me. Um, how do you inspire? How do you inspire others? How do I inspire others? I mean, if you asked me, I wouldn't even say that I inspire others. I just talk and then, and then sometimes people decide to do stuff, lah. You know that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, but okay. I, 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 let me just answer the question properly, right? Yeah, I'm really, really big on ensuring that people know that they've done a fantastic job when they have, that they have a fantastic skill, that they have a fantastic work ethic, that there's something that they are doing which has made my day, made my week, made my life better. I don't know when that became a part of my mantra or when that, when that became a part of the way that I decided to do my life. But I realized that half the time people, like when, when you help them realize, actually I'm a little bit better than what I thought I was. Actually I'm a little bit more capable than I thought I was. They have a greater impetus to try. They have a greater impetus to, to do. I mean, I, 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 don't know what, I don't know what happened. Like maybe... Maybe a lot of us were told, you know, for so long that we were not good enough, that we were, that we were, we were failing, or we were, we we just couldn't cut it. And somehow it seems that so many people that I've met across different phases of my life, they just couldn't believe in something more for them. And maybe I, maybe I was blessed. Maybe I was lucky that in my life I had positive influences. I have amazing parents. I have an amazing sister, um, who helped me realize. Hey, actually, I I can I'm as special as I want to be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's not. I don't think that's something I've actually said. I've said out loud before, but it's something that I I actually endeavor to remind myself. I can choose how special I want to be. I recognize that I have the potential for a lot. Whether I want to realize the potential is entirely up to me. And that is a gift. That is a gift that has been given to me by the people who, you know, who have contributed to the person who I am today. And I guess it breaks my heart when I see that a lot of people, they don't have that same belief in themselves. So I don't think I do anything in particular to inspire people, besides telling them, "Wow, you are amazing! Wow, look at you! Like, like, look, look at you go!" I mean, I, I hope that I, I've been doing that with y'all. Uh, yes, I, you have. <laughs> that I, at every opportunity, I, I, I can get to let someone know they're doing something right. I want to be able to do that, and if that inspires them to do more that that's that's something that I'll, that I'll be forever grateful for la. having the realization that you're not stuck in this box of you know I think society expects us to be some type of person but to know that actually I can create my own box I can be a circle I can be a triangle I can be a square something like this right I mean I think even like my decision to pursue social work like it wasn't an easy one because I think there's the stigma that social work is not lucrative. There's the stigma that actually the, 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 the turnover rate is so high, you know, like you're pursuing this simply out of um, some sort of you know, idealistic um, expectation of what your future is going to be like. And sure, I think there's some merit to, these, to, to, to what people are saying. La. You know, people say these things, well, some people say it maliciously to hurt and those people, they need to be told that, hey, you're doing great, you can do better. <laughs> but yeah, there, there are some people who say it and they care. But the reality of it is that choosing social work for myself 
was also giving credence to the fact that I believe that I can be as special as I want to be. I can, I can choose to chart this path that maybe will not make me the most money, will not you know, get me the, the kind of status that, that makes people like look at you in awe. Maybe it'll satisfy my heart and give my soul something to be proud of you know, at the end of all this. And you know, on that topic, it kind of kind of acts back to what we were talking about just now. Sh- you have to show up every single day. You have to show up for that decision every single day. If you ch- you can't just suddenly back out because you're like, hey, actually, I realize, yeah, I really, I'm ne- not gonna make that. I'm not gonna make that good money, man. Like, uh, you can like, You can back out if you want to, but choosing to show up, that's what counts. Yeah. I'm so inspired by <laughs> what Ashby said. Every time he says something, I always learn something. Yeah, really. really. (laughs) I was just reflecting on why am I choosing to stay in such a hard cause. Um, Being a woman in tech, being a woman doing computing, I feel it's very difficult. And this subject of computing is very challenging, you know. Uh, Everybody that I talk to say, ah, this, wow, today damn shack, I... I didn't sleep, I didn't I didn't socialize and when I hear all of this it's like what am I doing this for if I have to sacrifice my social life, I have to sacrifice my sleep for grades, you know. Why why do I show up every day? And I guess um, as I was listening to you talk, perhaps it's because I saw that I saw that change. You know, before I came into um, NUS I did entrepreneurship and I saw how tech and how coding, I suppose, can make something out of nothing. Yeah, thank you for reminding me of that. I was just thinking about how hard my coding assignment was today. <laughs> I spent three hours on one question. It actually brought up something really, really, really important because just now when I was talking about showing up there was, there was some disconnect there was something that I realised I was not saying there was something that was just like a miss and I, and I realised that you said it what gives you the impetus to show up is your why and you have your why and you found your why and I don't know how I forgot but I have my whys too so the reason I show up is because of my whys and maybe it's maybe it's just one why but hey if that, if that, if that why is worth it then you will show up why do you do this? There's a question that I would like to ask the person that is listening to this podcast right now. Why do you do what you do? I think spend maybe five mis- minutes thinking about it. Why do I do what I do? I really love people. Um, we love you too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I don't know when it started. I can't tell you for a fact when... Um, when it became something so prominent in my life. You know, back when I was in, in primary school, I remember, I think I was P2, P1, uh, I signed up for Half a Hope, you know, and it's, uh, it sounds like something trivial, yeah, you know, for those who don't know what Half a Hope is, like, you know, it's, it's that event where, like, um, you, shave your, you shave your head bald for um, the Children's Cancer Foundation, yeah, and there's, there's an element of raising funds as well. I think I was the uh, one of two, or maybe the only one in my, in my in my batch who did it lah. I can't tell you why I did it but for some reason since I was really young showing people that they are loved showing people that they are worthy of being loved has been something that is so important to me 
and that extends into well hopefully everything I do lah um, I mean even with SI and, it, and this might sound a bit strange because SI sounds like such a technical you know, committee right but we are not truly and I, and I always emphasize this to committee members um, I, guess I, I feel like I've done it throughout the term that actually SI's work is rooted in people our work is rooted in in real people real needs real strengths real stories and what makes us a little bit different is that we endeavor to to create unique wacky out of the box maybe sometimes straight up crazy solutions for 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 these needs that we see lah but it's always it's always rooted in love for people and that's why I love SI that's why that's why I choose to show up every single day yeah you know you mentioned um, your love for for people and your desire to affirm them could you say a few words of affirmation to maybe somebody that, that is listening to this right now and is struggling your friend that's listening to this right now well if you are listening then whatever it is you're going through whatever it is you're experiencing right now I am really 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 proud of you and if no one else has said it, I say it earnestly because the simple fact that you are where you are is testament to what you've done in your life to allow yourself to get here. And maybe it's not the best situation, but you're still going, you're still kicking, and I think that counts for something. It really, really does. You are worthy of being loved. You are worthy of love. And nothing would be the same if you weren't around. You definitely are really important to someone. someone. Someone definitely thinks about you a lot more than you realize, you know. Loved ones, friends. Yeah, the world would not be the same even if you, singular listener. I want to... I want to talk about personal growth. What are some ways that CAP has shaped your personal growth? Perhaps outside of SI. I think something that CAP has allowed me to do is to be less afraid of being confident. I think sometimes I, in the past, I was afraid of being too confident because something can come off as aggressive. The matter of fact is that you're never going to be able to please everyone. Some will say, hey, you know, this guy is so confident. Others will say, oh, he's full of himself. Huh? And, uh, what, what are you going to do? You're going to you change your life to cater to every single person? You can't do that. I think I realized in CAP that something I wrote down on a post-it and pasted on my wall about a year ago, um, and I'm going to preface this by saying that maybe not everybody will agree with it, but, I, but, but what I wrote down was, what is a person but the strength of their convictions and their willingness to fight for them? I think it was because I was going through a, a period in my life when, when those convictions were... were, were being called into question la. not by other people but I, I think myself and I had to really ask myself the question am I willing to fight for the things I believe in am I willing to stay rooted in what I hold dear to my heart and honestly it can be really scary because as someone who you know loves people a little bit more than I should I also get a little bit afraid that people won't love me back 
the reality of it, uh, it's 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 so like ugh, it's so annoying to say out loud because like now people know oh I'm just like <laughs> just not love him back you're like be devastated you know, hopefully hopefully all don't do that lah you know it's not nice but um, Cap gave me the space to realize that truly truly I need to fight for my own convictions of course not at the expense of others not with malicious intent but at the end of the day I need to stand for what I believe in lah. I need to stand for what makes me me. Yeah. Stand for what you believe in and stand for the version that you want to become. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess we all we are in some way, shape or form working for future us lah. Yeah. Do you track your personal growth? Oh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm a very free flow kind of guy. I, I think that You know, there are certain times in my life when I feel like some structure would help. Um, I think the conclusion that I've come to about myself is that I need to exist within a structure, but I need to be able to be able to just like flow freely within 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 those confines, which is what gave birth to the idea of controlled chaos as what as you know as as a as one of those like as, as just a as just a guiding principle for the way that we did SI. Yeah, I I don't track my growth, but I do think about it a lot. I do think about it a lot. Yeah, and you know, I always thought about whether I wanted to share this with 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 the committee, and yeah, maybe and I don't mind sharing it with you all because I think that you know it's an important part of speaking about something like this. I think something that made me feel like I had crashed completely was when last year. I started experiencing like horrible anxiety and like like emotional turmoil like nothing else. Yeah, and I couldn't explain it. I it was it was very crippling. Yeah. And it got really bad. Yeah. And I was lucky because um there's a guy who I used to to I there's a guy I used to help out with some stuff who actually runs a Uh, a private counseling practice. His name is Sunny Naidu. The practice is called Life and Lemonades. And the reason I'm shouting them out is because they actually um, do a pay-as-you-go kind of um, service. So actually, he the, you pay as much as you can. The whole idea of this venture is that it, it, they're trying to make mental health accessible to people. And I found myself, you know, talking to this guy who I'd worked with uh, in other capacities as someone needing help. I I mean some people know about it your other vice directors know about it because they are the people who literally held my my arms up you know like you know you know you like I'm I'm trying to think what well, what is that what is that image of like someone standing up right and like the person behind them like holding the legs holding the calves like holding the arms out to make them look like they're standing up on on their own yeah your vice directors were the ones doing that for me so that's a period of my life when I thought What have I become? I have crashed. I'm like a shadow of myself. Yeah. And it can get very tough, especially because I endeavor for a lifestyle of excellence. Not meaning that I that I want to be perfect in everything that I do, but it is important to me that I choose excellence in all that I do. Suddenly when I'm not fully in control of how I feel, I'm not fully in control of the way my mind works, you know? what then happens to all those ideals i hold close yeah and it was very 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 painful 
extremely painful because I think at one point I was like thinking I can't go back to being the same person that I used to be. That was sh- that was heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking for me because I did not actually think that I could ever be the same person that I was before I started experiencing these emotions. And it's almost like a some way losing yourself lah. Yeah. I don't know if the if my words are conveying like how how difficult it was for me back then but it was horrible. It was really bad. And somewhere along the way I think you know I I I have good people in my life who take care of me very well. Somewhere along the way one of those people said something that actually made me go like are you serious? Not in a not in an offended kind of way but like it was, it was dismay because she said Oh yeah, I mean honestly you could be dealing with this for for God knows how long. Because she was someone who 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 was seeing a counselor as well. And I was I was I was upset. I was I was angry. It's like I'm doing all that I can to return back to being who I was. And yet it doesn't seem like that's possible. So what then happens to my personal growth, right? Did you have to lose yourself to find yourself <laughs> wow wow i don't know about all that i mean, i never thought about it i never framed it as such when i'm listening to you know this your story actually i i do feel that you have grown from your previous self you know perhaps this is a shell that you had to step out of in order to be the Ashwin that you are right now perhaps and actually I think I, I think that there is an element of that that I've internalized a part of, of of what I believe and a part of the way that I that I see my reality is that all these things that I experience they exist with a purpose and have responded to not with a spirit of, of, of defeat not with a spirit of fear but with the desire to grow from it actually it can make you someone you could be even more proud of and i think i am even more proud of myself today because you know i i have i have struggled in some capacity now which has left me feeling very inadequate which has made me question you know am i even living up to my ideals anymore and i found peace in knowing that actually you know despite the fact that i think that i I lost the person who I used to be. The new person who has come out from all this is someone who conquered something they never thought they could. I don't know if that sounds cheesy, perhaps it does, but I don't know if I can express just how much being able to conquer your demons. Not even conquer being able to say no to it every single day and choose to live your life. I would say that's conquering in and of itself, you know. Being able to 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 wake up every day and struggle in some capacity and look at a struggle straight in there and say, "No. You are, you, are, you I will not let you I will not let you do this to me today." Yeah. And I know maybe that's not um that's not representative of everybody's experience. I know some people who try as much as they can lah and maybe It's not something that they have been able to do, but that's where I found my liberation from this feeling of having 
lost myself and not being able to go back to who I was and realizing just how proud I could be of myself for becoming a version that chose to wake up and say no to the things that wanted to drag me down every single day. Yeah. Perhaps, is there anything you would like to say as present Ashwin to future oh. Ashwin? <laughs> I'm proud of you. Yeah. If you are anything like what you are right now, then I'm sure you're doing something pretty damn great with your life. And perhaps potentially you are struggling with something. And maybe there's no one else to tell you this. But I am so damn proud of you. I actually have said this to myself, by the way. Like, I, because I think that, like, you know, in church and stuff, like, we, like, the activities where you write to, like, your former self, or you write to your future self. And that's something I actually always write. And then I've read it once and I start bawling my eyes out. Because for me, like, past, the future, Ashwin, those are very, very real people. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I want future Ashwin to know. You poor boy, if you are if if you are still, you know, not as kind to yourself as you should be, if you allow yourself to, you know, fall prey to to to, to beliefs about yourself which are not really true, then let me be the first person to say I am so damn proud of you and you have so much to be proud of. We are always the biggest critic for ourselves. And I like that you're giving credit when credit is due. If not me, then who, right? Yes. <laughs> Self-love is the best kind of love. It really is. You know, it's interesting. It's when I started recognizing, like, how dare I treat myself so poorly that suddenly, so much more self-love. You're giving so much to the community. You're held up by so many people. But... You also need to hold yourself up sometimes. What are the ways that you show yourself self-love? What are the ways I show? Wow, how do I show myself self-love? I can't tell. I can't remember. Wow, that's actually a difficult question. And it's not because I don't. It's really not because I don't. But I think it's because a lot of times when people talk about self-love, right, there's this element of indulgence. There's this element of, oh, like, like maybe giving myself a treat. This and that. I don't know. That's not how I feel like I show self-love to myself. But I can tell you for a fact that the way I live my life, the way that I choose to respond in my interactions with people, the way that I allow myself to respond to the world, I think that's that's the way in which I love myself. Sometimes, you know, it's easier, I think, to respond to certain things with anger. You know, I say I love people and all that, but that doesn't mean that people can't piss you off. La. People can piss you off. People do piss me off. But especially then, especially then, acting in a way which shows love to myself. And I guess what that means or what that looks like is not doing something that hurts them, maybe. I mean, this is just one specific example and not doing something that hurts them, but instead thinking about the ways in which I could show them love as well. Admittedly, I'm not at the point in my life where I'm able to show love to all my enemies, but at least being able to dispose myself towards them in, in a way that is more loving than not ironically enough that that is me showing myself self-love yeah okay 
Okay, so we are going to end off this podcast with a special segment called We Are Not Really Stage Strangers. And because this is a, the last this is the last um, episode that we are recording for kept on record season one. <laughs> I'm going to also pick a card from the deck that we have here. So you can pick a card first and then I'll pick a card. Can? Sure. Please read out the question to us. Oh. The question is, do you think the image you have of yourself matches the image people see you as? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I spend a lot of time in silence alone. That makes me sound like a, like a loner. <laughs> but no, <laughs> silence is great. I'm, 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 of course, I'm joking. It's a good, <laughs> I, I, I advocate for spending time in silence alone. Um, actually, I think it's very important in the pursuit of knowing yourself better. And I would think that I know myself to a certain extent. Yeah. And what I do know of myself or what I see myself as, I'm very sure it's very different from the way that other people see me. People see the beard, you know, immediately and like people <laughs> form impressions of the beard. Like, guys, come on, I like there's more to me than my beard, you know. But um First and foremost, I see myself as a kid. As a kid? As a kid. I think I'm very in touch with the kind of person that I was growing up. My ideals, my hopes and dreams, probably not. My hopes and dreams have changed a lot, you know. But that's a conversation for another time. Um, But, yeah, I see myself as a kid because um, what comes to mind is the wonder with which I see the world. Yeah. A good friend of mine his name is Kai Kwa. If he's listening to this, he'll probably be happy that I shouted him out. But just, just, I hope you know I hate you, Kai. Um, <laughs> but um, he used to talk about this childlike wonder a lot, a lot, a lot. You know, and it's always like, uh, come on, Kai. Like, I, I mean, everyone, everyone, everyone I, I think everyone respected that about him, lah. The way he he was so adamant about about living with that kind of a disposition and slowly over time as I became more and more in touch you know who I was what made me me I realized that actually I'm really just a kid looking out at the world with that childlike wonder on the outside I can be very jaded you know I've become very pragmatic but at my core the image I see of myself it's just that kid looking at the world in awe. And I'm very sure people don't see that <laughs> in me because the beard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like that childlike wonder. Keep that. I'll try my best. <laughs> I don't know. I think as long as... I think as long as I choose to spend that time with myself in silence... At the very least, I'll be in touch with some of the things that, that, that are the core of who I am. I think, I don't think we can all be 100%, you know, sure of who we are or sure of the things that make us tick. But these small, small things, yeah. I'm going to pick a card from the deck as well. You want to help me shuffle it? Fun fact, I actually am horrible at shuffling cards. So every time, like, 
I'm playing cards, right? Like, I just try conveniently get myself out of the situation. Same, honestly. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm so bad. Oh my god, I was so embarrassed to tell people this. Like, I really thought like I was the only one who didn't know how to shuffle cards. So my question is, when you're asked how are you, how often do you answer truthfully? Okay, I think I want to t- touch on the topic of living in cap. You know, before I came to cap nobody's asking me how am i or you know as in as a (laughs) no 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 as a as a yeah but i think when i the how are you question is a conversation starter in cap you know and many a times i think we we say as like a obligation for somebody like in the lift or in the DH, like, oh, how are you? How's your day? And truthfully, most of the time, I don't answer truthfully because if I tell you I'm having a shit day, you'll be, what are you gonna say? You know? Um, that's not to say that it's any fault of yours or any fault of anybody that asks me this question, but, um, it's not very often that I answer truthfully how am I really mm. because I do feel that this question should actually be reserved you know we shouldn't be asking this so much like uh, as a short conversation starter it should be a you know sit down how are you really yeah I mean I get that actually. I, I can imagine why you'd feel that because it's like it's a question that some people can answer to so vulnerably, right? And it's like, what? This is what you're asking me when we have thirty seconds in the lift? Like, come <laughs> on! Like, yes. Do I have uh, to tell you my entire life story? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess at the end of the day, it's social convention. But I mean, these things can change, and I think actually you brought up a good point. Maybe it should change, you know. And I know maybe some people are thinking, okay, maybe this is this is not that big a thing, but actually, perhaps it is. Because maybe then the question, how are you, doesn't become a conversation starter, but something which which actually expresses your desire to really know yes, what's happening exactly. with another person. Instead of just being, you know, fodder for, like, like <laughs> for a conversation. Mm. Yeah. I don't, see, I think it's amazing that you even give this kind of thing thought because I don't think a lot of people do that it's not to say that you know you shouldn't be asking how are you really in the lift you know if that is your go-to conversation starter please go ahead and do it but I suppose it does help the person that you are asking it to with um, go with an open mind uh, if that person is saying oh I'm not feeling well or I'm having a shit day perhaps ask them further if you have the emotional capacity and the time, I guess. Like, like you asked. I mean, you can, <laughs> <laughs> right? uh. mm. Yeah, so to answer the question, um, I don't think I truly answer the how are you question truthfully mm. at all. Unless we're having a heart-to-heart. Mm. Yeah. This question should be reserved in my opinion, for those heart-to-heart times that you want with your bestie or somebody that you trust. I mean, I, I, can, I, can, I can respect and appreciate that. 
you live your life with with a lot of prudence, Gene. I would I would say you you, you live it. You make wise decisions. You give things thought. You know, you choose to exercise responsibility, even over your words. And while that might sound pragmatic, I think it shows a little bit about your heart. It shows a little bit about the way that you treat people. Thank you, Ashwin. Bestie, remember that you are not alone. And there are three things that I would like you to take away from this episode. Number one, show up for yourself today and today only. Number two, perhaps give yourself five minutes to ask yourself the why do I do this question. And number three, give yourself credit because you really deserve it for showing up today. And that is it from the Youth Are Not Alone team. See you soon. Bye.